Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be back um, on this um, episode, which is part of our festive season series. We're touching on a couple of... uh, topics, which is, you know, shows the reason why we are celebrating this festive season, but also we're touching on a couple of topics that can bring up some challenges we have during this time. And today's topic is loving my crazy family. And we are going to be looking at this topic and giving you our points of view, our perspective. And there are so many people that have so many different opinions about it and we would love to share our thoughts on this today and to start off with I think loving my crazy family for some people it brings up feelings of joy and excitement and for others it brings up feelings of maybe resentment and maybe not that positive it it's more on the negative side so me and my co-host Kerry so glad to have you back here today we are going to be looking at this topic and can't wait to share my thoughts on this. Yes, great. It's good to be with you again today, Norma. I can't wait to hear what you're thinking. <laughs> so, Kerry, you have such a great way of explaining what relationships are all about. And I would love for you to start this conversation by giving us your opinion um, and your insights on, on what relationships are. Yeah, okay. Well, I think to, just to sum it up, the thought is that our relationships that we have with other people, with, with the world at large, as well as with our crazy family, has everything to do with our own thoughts about them. And so my relationship with, with Norma exists, and I have thoughts about her, and that creates a relationship between myself and her. And of course, Norma has thoughts about me. And, and it is what sort of sets the foundation for how we communicate with one another and how we experience that relationship. And so that is a foundational aspect of understanding how relationships exist. And also it gives some insight as to how much opportunity we have and how much responsibility we get to take for the relationships that are in our own lives. So I don't know, is there more that you want me to say on it? (laughs) I do agree with you on that. I think we have relationships and especially family, because a lot of times we think that we were born into a family or however we describe the people around us that we grew up with, uh, whether it be blood related or not. We call these people our family. And I was thinking about it that we, you know, we grow up and we learn from those around us and we accept them as our family. And we never question, do I really want a relationship with this person? And then when we get older and we then realize that 
yes, these people are family, but do I really want a relationship with them? So maybe you can touch a little bit on how you see relationships and how do you go about relationships where you decide on purpose that you want a relationship with this person versus this person just exists in your world and you have a relationship, maybe not as deep as the ones that you choose, but these people are in your life and you can't necessarily just, you know, cut them out of your life. They are there for a reason and how to approach that. Yeah, I would say that because I believe that everything has a plan and a purpose, I don't by any means think that we ended up in our families by accident. I think it was very much a planned um, experience for us that we would be born to this particular pair of parents. And whether we, we know them or not isn't the point as much as that we exist because God created us and we are a part of his plan. And so even when we're not always a part of what our earthly parents might have been thinking, we are here for a very specific purpose. We are born in a time and a place and we have a family, whatever that family looks like. None of us just popped into being without that sort of structure or that kind of foundation somewhere along the line. And so then from that place, of course, we can choose how we want to be family. Right. So I think we can experience time where we want to be close and we want to spend time with one another. We want to build on what we already have and create you know, more relationship, more experiences that add to that set of thoughts that we have about this person. And we can continue to nurture that and to create, you know, a greater bond and that sort of thing. And there are those in our family who maybe we don't choose to spend that kind of time with. And we create what we would call boundaries, not for them, really boundaries for ourselves. When we realize sometimes spending more time with somebody, we are are not maybe managing our thoughts well and we're experiencing a lot of grief in a relationship, we can for ourselves decide how much time we actually do want to spend together and those are choices we get to make whether those people happen to be our blood relative or not and I think we get to choose how we think about that person we can always choose to love everyone that's always available to us and I think you and I would probably recommend choosing love over a lot of other thoughts and feelings that come up around our family. I think understanding what the foundation of a relationship is, our thoughts about other people, then we have the opportunity to take full responsibility for that relationship. And that gives us a tremendous amount of um, perspective and an opportunity to manage that relationship, at least from our side of that relationship. I agree. I think that we always can choose love. We don't necessarily have to agree with someone, but we always have the option to choose to to love that person. And I think if we know the, the power that we have in choosing to love someone, 
then it can totally change the relationship because we can always choose the love and choose to love that person. And irrespective if that person reciprocate that feeling or not, it's always, we are um, humans and we have the capacity to love someone. And it isn't dependent on that person to love us back for us at the end to, to love the other person. And I think if we decide to have a relationship with someone, being it spending time with that person and really building that relationship into something deeper, that is a choice. And it is also a choice that we can have a relationship with someone and maybe not see that person. Because at the end of the day, we all have preferences. We decide up front who we want to spend time with and who not. And I think that is great if we can actually decide on purpose and not beat ourselves up about it. If we've made the decision then and we feel good about the decision, then that's what the decision is. is. I can feel good about my decision that even if I don't decide to have a relationship where I see this person very often. But I think fundamental here is that we can decide to love everyone. And that is really something that serves us. Because even if I don't want to spend a lot of time with someone, I show up in the world differently if I decide to love that person. I show up in a conversation differently. It's almost like inherently accept the other person as they are, and they can be in a conversation who they are, never mind what their opinions or perspectives are, and I can disagree with it. And I can have an amazing relationship with that person because I decided that I was going to love that person. I'm going to accept them. And I don't always have to agree. Yeah, I I agree. I love that too. And and I actually, in a, in some of my relationships, I have relationships with some of my cousins, so blood relation, whom I know are going to have an absolute opposite opinion or thought on something. And I like nothing better than to go and find them at a reunion or at a party to have that conversation because I find them fascinating, you know, and, and I love hearing what they're thinking and it doesn't irritate me. It makes me more curious about understanding what is it about them and what they know that is, you know, causing them to have these thoughts. And sometimes I usually don't bother sharing mine because I know they're not really that interested, right? I mean, I've gone to seek them out because I'm most curious to know more about them and to know more about what they think. And I think having somebody else's thoughts and opinions can really enrich my own life and my own thought process, and it helps me to understand them more. It is actually a practice to to deepen my ability to have relationships with others where we can understand the world around us better. We can understand our neighbors better when when we're open to hearing opposing views or just diff- different aspects of a, a, an opinion. And so I think it just helps us to grow. And, and so I actually really enjoy those conversations sometimes more even than where we're all, you know, nodding our head and agreeing to everything, right? So it's interesting, isn't it, to be able to have that. I wanted to throw something in here about, I heard some where somebody said to have a relationship, especially with somebody in our closer, in our, our circle, who maybe we have felt 
disappointed by the way our relationship is or because of the things that they have done or not done. And the advice was that we should go ahead and have a funeral for that person that we wish they were, that we should just go ahead and let that, whatever it is, and you know, sometimes it's somebody as close as a mom or dad or a sister or brother, or sometimes it's somebody further removed. And we wish that they were different. We wish that they would have fulfilled a different aspect of what we thought we needed in our lives or who they should have been. And to really put that to rest, let that die, and recognize that this person never was and never really could be what it was that you thought they should have been. And then start from there. And that's true. You can even do that with somebody who's passed away. You can you can put those thoughts to rest about who they should have been and and you can actually change that relationship with that person without them having to change any aspect of themselves or in some cases maybe they like I said maybe there's somebody who's gone already and you can actually heal some of that relationship by by removing those expectations or those demands that you would have had for that relationship. I think that is so, so right because we spend so much time in our minds wishing this person could be different and we are just in this loop of we can't find anything positive or maybe good about the conversation. And we actually, we, we lose so much precious time because we are wanting this person to be different. So instead of accepting them as they are, and as you mentioned earlier, just getting curious and, and just asking these, these people a lot of questions or the specific person questions to un- try to understand where they're coming from. And I think that would be spending our time in such a better way than trying to understand this person versus wanting this person to be any different. And then the second aspect of it is now once this person and we've had this funeral for this person that we, how we expect them to be, it's like now we've got, it's almost like a second opportunity to decide for ourselves, what do I want this, what is my expectations now of this person? And, And seeing this person now through this new lens and it's almost accepting this person as they are. And then once we accept them as they are, I am guessing that we are going to have less rules for this person and maybe not that many expectations because we accept them for who they are and not what we wish they could be or would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a a rebirth of a relationship in a sense. Right. Right. I think as well that relationships is an area where we can get to know ourselves on such a deeper level and it's a and for me I've seen that it's a place where I get to know my triggers my quote-unquote triggers and my my areas of growth because once I'm in a conversation with someone and in my mind have this picture that they are maybe not the easiest person to deal with or they are really a difficult person it's always my work to go and like find my ideas and thoughts and perspectives 
about this person. And I think it's so easy for us to blame the other person, always make the other person wrong. But I think it is, again, such a great opportunity for us to get to know ourselves better and how we see the world and what is the thoughts actually in our minds that creates how we feel about this person. And if I think about relationships that is close to me that I find difficult or I find challenging, then I always walk away from those rela- from those conversations and learning something about myself and then actually going home and and it's almost like reflecting and I come up with new ways of how I can really become the best version of myself because sometimes I, I walk away from a conversation knowing that that wasn't how I wanted to show up in the world. So that's a great opportunity for me to to learn and grow. And Yeah, that's interesting. I think just like in the in the title of this podcast saying loving my crazy family we're already creating obviously that can be like you said at the beginning that can be a really happy fun crazy thought and 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 it's exciting or it can be one that is disappointing and you know frustrating that they're crazy but the the truth of the matter as if is sorry is if we looked at this idea of relationships and family as the circumstance is family and and maybe you could even specifically say family of origin or whatever and we were just allowed to let that be completely factual in our lives and not put a slant on it one way or another and then start thinking about what thoughts are coming up when I think about my family and just noticing those thoughts as they're starting to surface and just see, like, is it a generally positive, um, happy, excited sort of thing? Or is it kind of a begrudging and frustrating or angry feeling sometimes? And it, it's just helpful to notice what's happening for us. Because if you're going into a gathering where you're going to be together, like we're looking forward to, or some of us at least this season, maybe not looking forward to this season. It's just helpful for you to notice, like, am I already going in feeling a certain way and having certain thoughts about people that are perhaps going to inhibit my ability to enjoy this event or not? See if you don't want to maybe approach it from a more neutral standpoint where your heart and your mind is a little more open to hearing what other people are experiencing and thinking and wanting to share with you and being logical instead of leading with our emotions that are already tipping really hard to the negative side and just see if it doesn't become a little more bearable if you're somebody who really struggles with these events. And even if you have a really high expectation and it's a very over-the-top positive, if you can come in a little more neutral sometimes, you can see things more for what they are and understand people a little more where they're at instead of this over-the-top idea as well. It just kind of brings a baseline, right, into the whole picture. Yeah, it's crazy how much of our power we give away to other people. And if while you were talking now, you know, just thinking about the fact that we are giving our power away to someone else in an event or in a gathering to decide 
for ourselves if we are going to have a good time or not. And I think if we just think of our general lives of not only like family gatherings, but in the rest of our lives, how much power do we give away to have an amazing, brilliant life or the life that we envision for ourselves? And how many times we we actually give our power away, we let others decide for us, we let others, uh, maybe what they say, what they do, decide for us if we are enjoying ourselves or if we're having a good time or um, if we feel we belong in a certain um, event or a gathering. And I really think it's just, it's good to notice that how much again, time we waste, how much energy we waste, letting others decide for us. And I mean, it's not something others decide. It's what we, we give the power to the other person to decide if we're going to have a good time or not. Instead of going into any situation with having thought about it, maybe just putting a little bit of intention into our thoughts going into ring or any, in, into any event and deciding for ourselves how we want to show up, how we want to, do we want to enjoy being excited for this gathering or are we going to sort of leave it up to chance and see what the other people does and then we decide if we're going to have a good time or not. So I think that's so important to me because if we look back at our lives, is this really the way I want to live my life is to hand my power over to other people and make them decide if I um, have the life that I really want. When we talk about giving our power away, I think it's so fascinating because the other person isn't looking for your power. They don't want to have control over necessarily how you feel, or at least they're not. That's not probably what they're thinking. So when we are giving our power away, what does that really mean is exactly what you said. We come into a situation and we we are basically setting ourselves up to experience and feel the feelings that come depending on other circumstances at the event and and at other people's responses to us and they're not they're not thinking oh if I say this then she's going to feel that it's a group of people getting together and having an experience where nobody is even thinking about how is this affecting other people and and how can I love this other person and who could I encourage? You know, we're not do- we're not doing that, right? We're kind of acting like we're just being bumped around, like almost in a pinball machine of ups and downs. You know, binging off all these little bumpers and without any responsibility for for that experience. And so, I don't know. I th- I think there's so much to be gained from having some intention as as we talked about before you go and and knowing how not that we have a set agenda for how it needs to turn out but just that we might have an agenda for ourselves in how we want to show up and how we want to you know bless and give to others yes i think from my side just to going into a, any conversation and especially with loving my crazy family is to know that we're all unique and that We're all just doing our best at a specific time because a lot of times we go into a gathering or an event and we maybe had a rough day or something really bad has happened 
um, to us uh, during that day, we had some maybe challenging circumstances and we're just doing the best we can. And I think if we can also like have compassion for the other person, we would maybe see what they say and what they do in a different light, that it's, it's, it's never about us. <laughs> it's always about the other person and how they experience their world and how they sort of what the, what does the glasses look like that they look through? And if we can sort of see it from that perspective, we can sort of distance ourselves and relax a little bit and like, just tell ourselves that it's not about you. It's, it's really this person is just doing the best they can. Yeah. What a great place to just wrap this episode up from. I love your message about just showing that kind of grace and compassion for others and being aware of of where they're coming from, who they are, and that we can take responsibility for our own emotions in all of these situations and recognize that we're all so unique. And if our intention is to love and to care for our families and others, that we can have amazing relationships with them aside from any of the circumstances that are happening in their lives or the way that we think that they're affecting us. And so we just want to say thank you so much. And we hope that you have an amazing season of Christmas and New Year's. And we'll talk to you again really soon. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of A Fold and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.